privilege of good health. Lord, for healing us, for touching us, for being, uh, being with us, oh God, throughout this week. Lord, we have seen you, oh God, in everything that, Lord, we've been doing. And now we are here, oh God. And we want to worship you. We want to glorify your name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I pray. Lord, for those who have come with burdens, for those who have come, oh God, with hurting hearts, oh God, I pray that you touch them and heal them completely in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray for total healing upon them. In the name of Jesus, I rebuke the adversary. I rebuke the devil. Therefore, you have no chance. Whether it is sickness, whether it's torment in kind of thoughts, Lord, I pray that set your people free this morning. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Give a couple of offering unto the Lord. Thank you, praise team, for leading us in this wonderful time to be in God's presence. And I welcome each one of you here at Cedar Harvest. Feel at home. You're in the house of your father. And uh, uh, at this moment, we want to go straight to the word of God. Uh, to the book of Genesis, chapter 12. I'll read verses 1 to 4. And then I'll read again Galatians, chapter 3. Um, verse 29. And then we shall read together Matthew 28, verses 18 to 20. And uh, before we read, I just want to say, uh, as you are entering here, you were given an envelope uh, of this color. Uh, behind there is a stamp, not very visible. Um, but this envelope uh, is for contribution towards our sectional activities, development of our sectional activities, minimum 2,000. 2000. So today's a mission Sunday. Um, apart from your normal missions offering, uh, you can put at least 2,000 in this. Uh, it's enough really for our section development. And if you don't have anything during the time of offering, uh, you can bring it back. Don't fold it. Don't write your name. Don't do anything. You can return it back. And if you didn't receive and you want it um, during the time of offering, you can request the ushers uh, to give you one. Okay? I think I'm very clear. Let us read Genesis chapter 3, uh, chapter 12, verses uh, 1 to 4. And today is uh, Mission Sunday. And I want to pose a question to all of us here uh, as members of City Harvest. Our God is a global, is a global-minded God. Now, are you a global-minded uh, Christian? And this is, this is the thing which we want to really ponder upon this morning as we go through the life of uh, this man of God, Abraham. And may God open our eyes to see the potential, to see uh, what God has called us as members of City Harvest, not only to be a church, but a church that will touch 
uh, many lives around not only here at Bahari Beach, but uh, even beyond the city of Dar es Salaam, even beyond Tanzania. Amen. God has called us, he has given us a vision. And uh, I was reading a certain uh, manuscript somewhere, a certain book, uh, and he challenged me. And this is what he said, are you a bucket or a conduit pipe? Are you a bucket? You know, for a bucket, you can keep water, maybe 20 liters, 10 liters, or whatever. But being a pipe, a horse pipe, water can pass through you even more than, you know, 2,000 liters, even beyond but not for himself. The, 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 the pipe is not for itself, but for somebody else, maybe for the garden or for something else. And this is what I feel this morning uh, as I share. Uh, this is what God has really called us as members of City Harvest really to be. And uh, we shall read Genesis 12, uh, verses 1 to 4. This is what the Bible says. The Lord had said to Abram, leave your country, your people, and your father's household, and go to the land I will show you. I'll make you into a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing, and I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse, and all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. So Abraham left as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Abraham was 75 years old when he set out from Haran. Read again, Galatians chapter 3. Galatians chapter 3, uh, verse Verse 29, just one verse. Chapter 3, verse 29. And uh, this is what the Bible says. If you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. And Matthew 28, the verses that we always read and uh, uh, we always repeat again and again during Mission Sunday, Matthew 28, the Great Commission, verses 18 to 20. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Um, missions and missions, uh, mission and missions are not something new. Um, uh, the Bible does not um, just speak out about mission and missions. Um, but since creation, from the book of Genesis, we find God has been interested 
in redeeming all the peoples of the earth. And here at Seed Harvest, um, uh, this is our fourth month, and uh, we started, uh, okay, fourth month from the, uh, from the time January this year started, and uh, we have inaugurated, you know, what we call Come and See campaign, trying to uh, mobilize members of Seed Harvest to invite your family members and friends to come to church so that they may have the opportunity. The issue is not transferring members of other churches, but inviting your friends, those who have not experienced the love of Christ, to come and so that they may also have this experience uh, of you know, what God wants to do to all the people of the earth. And this morning, as I said, we're going to challenge ourselves, uh, to challenge ourselves uh, to be a model, to be, to be the people that God wants us to be. And, uh, uh, and, uh, and I feel this morning, before I start sharing anything, uh, let's take time. Maybe we stand where we are uh, and remember uh, the vision that God has given to us, the churches we've started. We have more than 14 churches now which we started, we, we, we planted churches uh, in Papua district uh, and um, there are pastors there and, you know, they pass through challenges. We have visions, uh, other visions like a vision of uh, putting up a church in Dodoma and we are in the final stages of purchasing a plot. For those who do not know, uh, that plot is in Dodoma on the way to Udom, uh, University of Dodoma. And it's 40,000 square meters. And by government price, I mean, it's not really like we bought it from somewhere else, but uh, from the government, it costed us, or it has costed us more than 270 million. And as I'm speaking here, we have already paid everything except 12, uh, 12 million. Hallelujah. So uh, small as we are, but God is using us to be a blessing to many. And uh, from the time of inception of City Harvest, uh, we decided like, to locate a village nearby here where we want to touch lives. Uh, and that village is in Kuranga, Chopeka, on the way to, uh, as you go to, to, to Mtwara, um, in Kuranga. After Mkuranga, about 40 kilometers, 45 kilometers, uh, there's that village. And what we want not only to plant a church, but we want to transform. We want to change that village. Uh, we want to make sure the young people in that village, they know, not only know Christ, but they are transformed so that they can also transform their parents, the thinking of their parents. We know clearly like uh, uh, the coast region. Normally, uh, the land is good, fertile, but uh, people are not really uh, they are not agricultural. They don't have the mind really to use the natural resources that God has given to them. And we are believing God to transform uh, that village by we uh, going to Jopeka and we have 12 acres there and uh, individual members, we have about 100 acres in that village. We purchased about five, six years ago and I thank God I have about 16 acres in that village and I'm still believing that one day God is going to transform that village. And this is what 
uh, I believe God is calling us as City Harvest to be. And uh, we are not, you know, okay, I'm not criticizing, uh, but I'm, I want to just clarify. You know, there are, uh, there are churches they call, I mean, they, we call, we call them international churches. But uh, for us here at City Harvest, we are a local church. We are a local church with a global uh, vision. We are a local church, but we want to touch lives beyond where we are. Uh, uh, international churches, normally they are English-speaking churches. But for us, we want to touch even the culture, the people, to transform them. And that's what we mean by being a local, local church. Uh, a local church with a global vision. And uh, maybe at this moment, uh, before I share, let us stand, as I said, and let us pray for that vision. Pray for whoever you remember in the field. Um, be, you, you, I know some zones, you know, they have their particular churches. They've been contributing towards those pastors. Can you just stand and remember? Just say something about the vision that we have um, on missions. Let us pray. Father in heaven, I come before you this morning uh, as I pray, oh God, for the vision that you've given us as members of City Harvest. Lord, I pray that you take away our small-mindedness, away, take it away from your people. Lord, take away the paralysis of fear, uh, Help us, O oh God, to be reminded always uh, of the great authority that you have upon the nations. And help us, O oh God, to know that we are helpless and we cannot do anything without you. And we come to you, trusting you to bless us so that, Lord, in turn, we can be a blessing, O oh God, to them. Lord, we commit our mission uh, uh, field, our mission, our villages, those we, you have helped us, oh God, to plant a church. Lord, we pray for the pastors in those areas. We pray for the members. Even at this moment, oh God, as uh, some of the members have, uh, are busy with farming, Lord, I pray even when they are away from their villages, Lord, touch them wherever they are so that the Lord, they may not leave you, so that they may not forsake what you have planted in their hearts. Lord, you have called us also to touch, uh, uh, to touch our villages, uh, not only here at Bahari Beach, but Lord, we pray even for our plot at Mtongani, Kunduchi Mtongani. Lord, we have started that building, but Lord, we need to uh, finish it. We want to establish a nursery school so that Lord, you may touch the people around Mtongani area. We acknowledge you are the one, oh God, who provided uh, for us that plot. We pray for Njopeka. We pray for Dodoma and the plants that we have to build um, uh, hundreds of uh, uh, church building that students and other people, oh God, can congregate and give you praise and, and review your glory to the people around, that, around them. Lord, I pray that you may help us, O oh God, to complete paying that plot. Lord, we pray that you may help us, O oh God, to complete and be able to see that vision 
being fulfilled. We pray, oh God, um, for students around us here. Uh, Lord, you have called us, oh God, to touch uh, college students as well. Lord, we pray that all those who are laboring, Master, touch them and Lord, empower them with your, with your Holy Spirit and enable them to do what you want them to do. Lord, we pray that even as we pray, raise up uh, missionaries in our midst. Lord, and send them to the corners of the world. Cause their minds and hearts to say yes to your call, to your command, and make the hearts of this church beat uh, to the Great Commission. And Lord, we pray that help us to be mission-minded, to, to have the mind of Christ in our lives and in everything that we do, in everything, oh God, that we plan uh, for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may get seated. In the book of Genesis, chapter 12, the text that you have just read, and I want to give you a background uh, before the call of Abraham of what happened um, before God, before God uh, called Abraham and he told him to come out uh, of the land that he was or he, he, he was uh, raised in that country uh, of all. The Bible uh, or the background about his country, uh, Abraham, or by that time his name was Abraham, was raised in the country of Ol, um, and uh, that land uh, is around near Persian Gulf, uh, near Iran, and even in uh, the time, the time of his calling was about 2000 BC, and even during that time, even though it was very, very, uh, you can say it's a long back, because if you add 2000 now AD and 2000 before, when God called Abram, it's about 4,000 years ago, uh, that country was advanced in culture. And, um, uh, and, um, and uh, some people who have done some excavations in that area, they've discovered, like, you know, this, those people, they were advanced, they had, uh, even, even in that time, they were building uh, houses. Uh, storied houses, not only simple houses, but storied houses. And they discovered uh, there were houses of two stories high and were whitewashed, not only like burnt bricks, but they were uh, whitewashed. And they were pleasing in the eyes uh, of the people who did the excavation uh, during that time, uh, even now. And uh, the, the, the houses had 20 or more rooms. And so you can say, when God was calling Abraham, when he said, uh, come out, leave your country, uh, he was not like uh, uh, maybe not living in a country where uh, there was nothing, no development, nothing totally. No. Um, it was, it, to him, it was a time of golden years. Uh, it was a city uh, which you know, contained even large libraries and, uh, and a, a university during those years, even though it was 4,000 years ago. But this country, during that time, the historians, this is what they tell us, 
uh, it was a place of idolatry. You know, people, they worshipped uh, moon goddess, moon goddess. Uh, and they believed that Abraham worshipped her even before he was converted. So, Abraham was raised in a place, or at a place of culture, education, and idolatry. When God appeared, when God appeared to him. And uh, uh, one thing to remember, or one thing that you see, it is God who initiated the call. God appeared to Abraham and he called, he called him. He said, Abraham, leave your country. Leave um, your place where you are comfortable, where uh, you, you, you have everything that you, you, you may have. Leave your country and go somewhere where I will command you. So, all what I can say, God always has been an initiator. God has been an initiator. From the time when Adam and Eve sinned in Genesis chapter 2, uh, chapter 3, we'll find God is the one who initiated. He's the one who called Adam and Eve and he did whatever he did and he's the one who initiated and he sent Jesus Christ to come and die for us. Now, he had a challenge like most of us here. Now, when we speak about Abraham, Abraham was called physically to leave his comfort zone, to leave his country. But when we speak today, God is calling us spiritually. We have to leave those things whether it's our comfort zone, whether uh, those idolatries and whatever, whatever worship, anything worship against God, anything that is sin, anything that is against God, God is calling us today on this Mission Sunday that we are supposed to leave. We are supposed to leave those things and to go somewhere. And he commanded Abraham, go somewhere. But as he commanded him to go somewhere, he promised him to receive something. So there was a command, but there was also a promise for Abraham to receive. And I believe this morning, as God will be speaking to you, to do something for missions, to do something for your life, to leave your comfort zone, but he wants as well uh, to receive something. We are in the year uh, of fruitfulness, of increase. Uh, I can say Abraham, when he obeyed the call, he was all alone. And, uh, um, and uh, not only all alone, but he had no child. He had nothing, completely nothing. And, uh, and uh, not only he had nothing, he was 75 years old. Now, when you speak about 75 years old, normally it's the time for you uh, to retire. But that was the time when God called Abraham. And I want to tell members of City Harvest this morning that when God brings a call for you to leave your comfort zone, to do what God wants you to do, there are some things which you need, yes, to, re, uh, to forsake. Uh, he commands you to forsake, to forsake your idols, to forsake uh, you, to leave your father, your relatives, uh, whatever good things that you may be having. But let me tell you, when we obey, 
we shall see the hand of God in our lives. And I can give you scores of testimonies uh, throughout my life when God told me to leave something or to forsake something or to give something for God. God has been faithful and God has blessed us as a family. Praise the Lord. I cannot forget, um, even though this is not a part of missions, but whenever I speak missions, of course, we speak about giving. Um, in the church where I was during that time, there was a need to put up a new structure uh, for the church. And we had nothing, we had no money. Uh, but God spoke to us, uh, me and my wife, that whatever uh, cement blocks we had made, uh, by that time we didn't have a house, we were renting a house, um, uh, two rooms, uh, and a sitting room at Magomeni, and we, we had started preparing some blocks um, of cement. And by that time, when God spoke to us, they had reached 3,000. And so we were somewhere really uh, to, to start building. When, when, when we get a plot, we wanted to start building. Now, that was the time when God told us to give those 3,000 uh, blocks because they were needed for the church. And we gave. And let me tell you, God has never left us. And many times we are so sorry whenever God speaks to us about giving. And many times we complain. Many times, you know, we, we may have good reasons. Yesterday we were talking to people who came for morning glory. And I said, many times we have reasons. And some of them are good, justified reasons of why you should not give. Uh, sometimes, you know, you, you may even... Uh, I have heard people speaking about that. Like, you know, how is your pastor? You know, speaking about uh, putting up a building, church building in Dodoma. After all, I'm here and I'm retired. I'm retiring or I'm retired. And I have uh, good plans you know, for my family for, or for myself. I mean, what, what does it really matter for me really to contribute for a Dodoma project? It's better for me to contribute maybe for PA system and uh, for other things, but not, or maybe for campus ministry. After all, you people, you say, uh, you are people reaching young professionals, uh, college students and young professionals. And you may think or you may say it that way, but let me tell you, you know, God has a bigger vision. Our God is a global uh, is a global-minded God. God sees, you know, the end, you know, from the beginning. He has a bigger vision. Uh, he not only, like, he cares, yes, he cares about seed harvest, but he has other bigger plans to reach his people because everyone, uh, we may say, okay, we are concentrating on students, we are concentrating on uh, professionals, but God has a bigger plan. I believe Whatever we say, whatever we are planning to do, it's just a tip of an iceberg of what God wants us to do as, uh, as members of City Harvest. And let me tell you, let me finish my, uh, my testimony. God blessed us from that time onwards. Not only were we able to put up a house, uh, one house uh, here in Dar es Salaam, but two houses 
three houses, praise the Lord. But not only Dar es Salaam, but even beyond, even to at our home place, we were able uh, to put up houses, or something which we thought maybe we'll not be able to, to do, praise the Lord. And uh, um, amen. let me end up my testimony here. <laughs> praise the Lord. Uh, or let me finish. Uh, I'm even planning to go and put up a house from my uh, uh, from where my wife is coming from. You know, they said, uh, if you marry a chaga, you build uh, to her home place. Now, I've done at my home place, I've done uh, for myself in Dar es Salaam. And now I'm planning to go even beyond. Hallelujah. Amen. Even to my in-laws, I'll do it. And I'm not limited. Hallelujah. Because God has blessed me. Amen. And I'm not finished. And you may think, oh, but your age, God is faithful. But three points which I want to share with you from the life of Abraham, uh, of how you as a um, global or globally minded Christian, how he's supposed, how she's supposed uh, to think. Now, a global Christian grows in three, grows in three ways. Or there are three ways um, which you can grow uh, from the text that you've just read uh, in the book of uh, Genesis chapter 12, uh, verses 1 to 4. First of all, you have to understand God's word. The Bible says, God appeared to Abraham and he spoke to him. Now you need to know, you need to differentiate. You need to know the word of God. Because if you don't know the word of God, how can you obey God? And you cannot know the word of God if your relationship with God is not right. And many people, they struggle and we struggle. Is this God or something else? I remember we were having a, 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 a youth seminar somewhere here in Dar es Salaam two weeks ago. And one of the questions is, I'm praying for God's will to give me a mat. But all the time I pray uh, and I get peace to somebody who is not born again. Now, how, how, how is this? God brings to me somebody who is not born again. And I feel, I feel at peace with him. Let me tell you, that is not the thing that I'm speaking this morning. Amen. Amen. You really need to know the word of God. Mission and missions. Huh? As I said, are not something that, you know, are merely in the Bible. But it is God's plan. And when God spoke to Abraham, go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I'm going to show you. One thing that is very important, you have to know God. Now you may say, but Abraham, as you said, he was worshipping idolatry. Uh, he was heathen. But somehow, you know, even in that state, there are some people who are very you know, they, they love God. They are very close to God. Uh, they can differentiate. They can know that this is God. I remember in the book of uh, Acts chapter 10, there's a story of Cornelius. You remember? He was not born again. But he used to give, you know, alms. He used to give offerings to the poor. And this is what the Bible says. The Bible says, uh, God uh, sent his angel. He said, your offerings have 
you know, have been accepted by God. They've become a memorial unto God. But send some people to go and call Peter, who will tell you what you need to do. You see? He needed somebody to come to tell him about God's plan for his life. Praise the Lord. God, he would have sent the angel and saying him, uh, telling him that, you know, you need to be born again. But, you know, God, he cooperates with people. He wants people. He wants you and me. So that through us, through you, as he blesses you, you become a conduit of blessings to other people. Let me say here, that some people, they always pray, God bless me, God bless me. And God is ready to bless you. But his vision to bless you does not end in blessing you. You are not a bucket. No? You are supposed to be a conduit of blessings to other people. Praise the Lord. And let me tell you, God does not demand many things from us. Out of 100 things, what does it, how much does he demand from us? It's only 10. Out of 10 things, he demands just one. And use the nine. Hey, praise the Lord. He blesses you. Use, you know, the, 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 90, the 90 use, but only 10 give it to God. In tithing. But some people, they, they, they give even more than, than what is required by law. I want to challenge you this morning in this area that you really need to know God. You need to know the word of God. And when you know the word of God, this word of God will become a light to you. This is what um, the psalmist say, said uh, in 109. No, this, this is what he said. Your, your word is a lamp to my feet. Now, if you are traveling in the dark, uh, in the night, and you don't see anything, surely something bad is going to happen to you. But if you have kept your, his word in your heart, I tell you, it will help you to understand, to understand what needs to be done at that particular time. And I want to challenge like, you know, that lady who was praying, like, you know, anytime I pray, I get an unsaved uh, believer. And I'm happy. I, and I feel happy, but should I continue past that? I want to challenge you. Stop it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Now, Abraham is important, as I said. Abraham is honored in three great religions of this world. You know, we have Judaism, we have Islam, and Christianity. You know, they all, you know, refer themselves like, you know, the, the, the sons, the daughters, sons and daughters of Abraham. And uh, everywhere you go, whether it's in synagogues or mosques or churches, you know, for Jews, for Muslims, Christians, you know, they, they name, they have that name of Abraham you know, given to their children. And they respect Abraham. And uh, there's nothing wrong about Abraham. But in Galatians, he says, it's only those who are in Christ Jesus. They are the sons of Abraham. Amen. So you and me, hmm, 
So long as we are born again, if you have a relationship with God, I tell you, you stand. You stand in a very good place, really, to be blessed uh, by God. And that's why even when the Israelites, the, the, the Jews, even when they were in captivity for more than 400 years uh, in Egypt, God was able to remember uh, the, 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 you know, that promise which was given to his, uh, his man or his uh, man, Abraham, his, his, his person, uh, Abraham. And if you read in Genesis chapter 28, verse 14, he says, your offspring shall be like the dust of the earth and you shall spread abroad to the west and to the east and to the north and to the south and in you and your offspring shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Amen. I am blessed because I am a child of Abraham. You are blessed because you are a child of Abraham. Amen. Don't allow hmm, to be tormented by whatever circumstances, whatever issues, and then those issues, you know, they, they blur, they, 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 you know, the vision that God has given to you to be a blessing to other families, to be a blessing to other people around you, let not, let, let not, you know, your vision be blurred by these other things. In other ways, uh, or in other words, all what I can say, when you speak about Abraham's family, we are talking about a missionary family. We are missionaries. We are a missionary family. God has, uh, has called us uh, as missionaries, as family, uh, the family of God. We are part of the mission of God. And whatever blessings that God has blessed us with, we are to be a blessing to other people. Amen. When God has given you whatever blessings, sometimes, you know, we think, I remember, you know, when I was maybe retiring, I can say, okay, retiring in my whatever job I had, whatever money I got, you know, I, I, I did it for, for God's work. I gave it to God's work. And God has been faithful, and God has returned many, many times more. It's not, it's not really a problem in giving unto God. And I want to challenge you as part of the mission of God. Uh, be, do what God wants you to do because this is what God has called you to do. When you see the vision or the, um, the vision that John, the apostle John had in Revelation chapter 7 verses 9 to 10, uh, you know, he had that vision. On that last day, the Bible says, After this I looked, and behold, a great multitude that no one could number from every nation. Listen, from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages standing before the throne of God, before the Lamb clothed in white robes, with palm branches in their hands, and crying out, a loud voice, salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. Now, this is what is going to happen. God wants every person, every kindred, every person from all languages, from all tribes, 
even for the people that we think these are two unions, they are not really supposed to enjoy the blessing that we have. God is concerned about them. And he's calling you and me to be part of that mission. God is a missionary God. Uh, from cover to cover, he's showing us his mission uh, in the Bible. And he wants us uh, to take over. He wants us to be a family uh, of missionaries to look for opportunities to see whatever blessings that, you know, he blesses us, we use it for his glory. Secondly, a global Christian sees God's world. I've already spoken to this. A global Christian has a global perspective. He sees the world and the world's need for Christ. When he sees the world, he sees, you know, the, the, the need for the world to have Christ. In the Great Commission, the text that you have just read, the Bible says, go. You know, all authority has been given unto me. Go to the ends of the earth. To all nations. Make them disciples of all nations. Baptizing them in the name of God the Father. Uh, and so on and so on. And he promised that, you know, I will be with you. Praise the Lord. Now, we are in the 13. And I thought this morning, it's better to remind ourselves uh, when we speak about 13 years of the, um, you know, fire of revival, uh, which will end up in uh, 2033. Uh, let me remind you of this. Uh, when, when we started the 10-year strategic plan, which started in 2009 uh, to 2019, the Assemblies of God Church um, we had 2,619 churches, 2,600 churches during that time, uh, before, before the strategic plan. 2,600 churches only. Now, if I can give you the statistics of the Roman Catholic churches, the Lutheran churches, you'll be alarmed. But before the 10-year uh, year strategic plan, we were only uh, 2,600 uh, so churches. But after 10 years of challenging one another, like the, you know, the come and see um, campaign that we have, after 10 years, the churches increased to 10,000. 9,900 churches to 10,000. Now remember, TAG started 35 years before the start or the, uh, the starting of the initial 10 years a strategic plan. Uh, now, for 35 years, we had only 2,600 churches throughout the country. And for members, we had only 200,000, 200, not even 500, not even a million. Um, we are talking of the current population of Tanzania about uh, being up about 60 million. Of course, there will be, um, in August, there will be, you know, what we are going to have, like counting or knowing the, the actual country's population. But we can say 60 million. Now, out of 60 million, we had only 200 members before the strategic, uh, the 10 years strategic plan. But after, after 10 years, in 2019, we were 1.3 million. 
Now, for 35 years, we were only 200. But in 10 years, the number increased almost like uh, six times to 1.3 million. And pastors, before the strategic plan, we were 2,600 uh, pastors. 2,600 pastors. Ordained pastors. But after the strategic um, um, 10 years uh, strategic plan, the number rose from 2,600 to 10,000 pastors. Praise the Lord. Now we are embarking in the next 13, not only 10, but 13 years uh, of you know, this fire of the Holy Spirit. And this is what we aim. Uh, from 10,000 churches, we want to be 40,000 churches. Now, this is a big number. And we believe God is going to help us. And for members, we want to jump from 1.3 million in the next 10 years to be 10 million TAG members. By the way, when, when, okay, these are adult members, yeah, to 10 million. Now, from, for, as for pastors, we want to move from 10,000 pastors uh, in the next 10 or so years. We want to be uh, or to have 45,000 pastors. Now, this is an enormous, it's a, it's a very huge responsibility which we really need, really need to, 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 to think about, to pray about it, and every member to get involved in this. And if God speaks to you in any way, whether it's by giving, whether it's for you going, doing something for missions, do it, and may God bless you. Now, for the statistics, uh, let, me, uh, uh, let me challenge you in this. Uh, for statistics, which we have, for instance, in our country's uh, population, we are 60 million. But out of 40 million, uh, 60 million, uh, the population of, you know, uh, of our country, 45% of this population, they are kids less than 15 years of age. That means... We have to do something about kids. And that's why, you know, we are praying for laborers. We are praying for, uh, for people who are committed to the children ministry. Uh, because we cannot reach adults unless we reach uh, these, these children. Because actually they are, they, are, they are the citizens. And that's why we have opened up um, a, a center at Mtongani, which we got it miraculously. Now, how can you get a plot, a five-acre plot at Mtongani? But we were given free of charge, praise the Lord. But we cannot even pay rent. This is really a shame. For city harvest, really, given five acres at Mtongani along a tarmac road, and we cannot pay even government's rent of two million. I think we are not serious. And I want to challenge you, members of city harvest. Please, uh, let us do something. Let us be challenged. And we want to to put up something there so that we can reach the, the young people, the children of that area, to be able to reach their parents. And let me tell you, when we started City Harvest at Mulimani City, for those who are present, it is very clear. Most of the members we received who became members of City Harvest were brought in by the kids of those parents. When they came, they said, no parents, no father, no mama, we don't want to leave this place. And that's why 
uh, many, and uh, you can have testimonies of people who came, who came to see the harvest and became members of City Harvest because of their children. And to me, really, uh, that is very vital. And we need a, a, a children's pastor. We need some people. We need more volunteers. Uh, we have Saturdays, you know, children coming here. We need more volunteers. We need more inputs. Uh, we need to finish up the building at Mtongani so that we can start. And, you know, many people can be reached by the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, when you come to campus ministry, you'll be surprised. Mm -hmm. University of Dar es Salaam, I don't know how many, but when we did the design for, for University of Dodoma, uh, the aim for the government was to have 60,000 students uh, for UDOM, for University of Dodoma. But for most of the universities here in, uh, here in Dar es Salaam, toughest they did the research, less than 10%. Now, if the University of, uh, of Dar es Salaam, there are 25,000, uh, or if you include all the university students here in Dar es Salaam, I tell you, it's only less than 10% are not, not only Christian, but less than 10% are people who go to church or they're involved in any of the CUs. What does it tell us? It tells us, uh, like, you know, when we speak about reaching young professionals, when we speak about Reaching students, campus ministry, we really need to work hard, even harder. Uh, because there are very few people who are involved in church. Now, I'm speaking for those who are Christians. Now, if you speak for those who are not even Christians, I tell you the, uh, the, the, the results can even be more alarming. But all what I want to uh, finish with you is that uh, that point number three, that God wants us to be partners with him. And that's why he called Abraham. Always he wants a person. He wants people. Uh, and when he wants people, I'm not saying that you become a pastor. And I tell you, even with, uh, with 45,000 pastors uh, here in Tanzania, we will be nothing. God wants people. He wants you and me to be available to be ready, to invite your friends, to be ready, to do something, to give for missions, to be involved for missions. Don't be self, you know, sufficient, uh, you know, thinking that all is well because you are eating and sleeping well. I tell you, God is lamenting. God is calling you and me to do something for missions because the heart of God is for missions. But one thing which I want to assure you is, uh, is that verse in uh, Matthew chapter 28, the last verse, you know, it says, and I will be with you unto the end of the age. The promise, you know, God is promising us as City Harvest members, every one of us, every one of you, that God will be with you. His divine power is with us. He said, all authority has been given unto me go. And I tell you, we can do. We can do it because God is on our side. Uh, somebody said, if you don't go, if you don't do something, God will raise somebody else. But for you, I don't know what God is going to do, but I urge you on this Mission Sunday, do something for God. And as we do, as we participate in one way or another, I tell you uh, something is going to happen and God will be pleased 
because this is what he had from the beginning from the book of Genesis. Let us stand at this moment. I want you to close your eyes. I know God is, has spoken to you in some way. Whether it's giving, whether it's going, whether it's a call. And I want to use this opportunity because I've shared about missions. I want to just give someone, whether it's one or two. If you think God is calling you for, to do something, to do something for God. Uh, to be a missionary, to be a pastor, really, we really need, the need is big. Uh, or to do something, to give, not, not just giving those, but to give sacrificially, to give even beyond what you can ever think of. Uh, in these, uh, in the past, uh, before the 10-year um, strategic plan of TAG, we had almost no women um, uh, women pastors. Uh, but after the 10-year after the strategic plan, we had uh, about, uh, 10%, about 9% of those pastors are women. And we believe God, God is going to call women to become full-time pastors, to be ordained pastors. And already our bishop is doing a very good job. Uh, like uh, last two weeks, you know, my wife, you know, they gathered uh, in Bear. And there were more than 300 women pastors. And God is doing a good work. So if you think God is calling you in any way, I want to pray with you. Just come here. We'll pray, we'll pray for you. Whether you are a woman, whether uh, it's in the area of giving, whether you want to give totally for full time, whether it's part time, but you want to be involved, just come here. And uh, I will lay hands on you personally and pray with you. And sometimes we don't know what will happen. For me, God called me long back when I was in secondary school. But even when I went to Bible school, I did not give myself uh, wholly, you know, to full-time uh, pastoral ministry. But it's only later, uh, about 12 years ago, then I knew that God is calling me in this. So I want to invite you to come as uh, uh, maybe we hear any song but you come here, I'll lay hands on you and let God himself, I'm not saying that when you're here, then it means you are leaving your job. It's a process. But you want to believe God, like pastor, I want to believe God in any of the areas I've spoken. Just come here, I'll pray with you. my wife to come as we pray just stretch your hands as we pray for these people Father in heaven I want to commit this sister in your loving hands Lord you know her you know her heart Lord intervene in the area that she wants you to take over in the name of Jesus do something in the name of Jesus, open windows of heaven. Lord, reveal your will upon her. 
In the name of Jesus, do it, O God. In the name of Jesus, do it, O God. In the name of Jesus. Whatever voices that are against the call of God come upon her, I rebuke them. In the name of Jesus. Devil, you have no chance. Open windows of heaven and make it possible, Lord, for her to do what she wants or what she gives, Lord, unto you. Lord, do it, O God. Do it, O God. Do it, O God. Open windows of heaven. Do it, O God. In the name of Jesus. Do it, O God. In your own way. Do it, O God. Do it, O God. Do it, O God. Yes. Do it, O God. Do it, O God. And receive it in the name of Jesus. Give a cup offering unto the Lord. Amen. 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 You may get seated. But I, you may get seated. I want all of you have come here in front. Just write in your diary. This is between you and God. Like on this particular day, on this particular date, uh, I gave myself, you know, to God and see what God is going to do. I can give you testimonies um, and testimonies. Even before I knew it, I got a scholarship to go to Singapore, paid everything, air, air ticket, accommodation, and whatever. Even after that, when I came back, I continued with my business. <laughs> Because I didn't know what God wants, but later I knew. And most of the things which I'm sharing, I got them 20 years ago from the Bible school I studied. And recently, God did a miracle. Um, for, for, for you who do not know, I was studying, and uh, God did a miracle. God used our bishop, and uh, he connected me to some people and said, you know, sponsor, don't those... Uh, uh, masters and I tell you masters in the US it costs more than 25,000 US dollars and this you're paying you're not this is not part of the air ticket or whatever going to South Africa uh, for South African cohort more than 25,000 this is tuition fee but somebody paid amen and I'm glad to tell you yesterday uh, I was confirmed to graduate next month. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, more than 60 million, I tell you, it's not easy. But somebody paid. And he was happy to do it. Then every time he comes to Tanzania, you know, he wants to meet me. And uh, maybe one day you'll see him. Praise the Lord. Amen. And God can do the same for you. But you really need to tell God, God, I am ready. I am here. And he'll do it.